Welcome to the Fleet Safety Geeks podcast, where we discuss the latest industry trends, best practices, and strategies for keeping your fleet and its drivers safe on the road. Whether you're a fleet manager, safety professional, or a driver yourself, our goal is to provide valuable insights and actionable tips to help you prevent accidents, protect lives, and promote a culture of safety within your organization. From vehicle maintenance and driver training to regulations and technology, we cover it all. Tune in every week as we explore the challenges and opportunities of fleet safety in today's fast-paced, ever-changing world. All right, we're back with another episode of Fleet Safety Geeks. I'm here with Phil Mosier, as usual, and we have Bill Schenkel, uh, Chief Executive Officer of NAFA. Bill, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, thanks for being on. Phil, things good with you? It's uh, doing great, Bob, and uh, it's good to have Bill on as a, in, in this episode. It's nice. Welcome, Bill. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, full disclosure, I actually sit on the board of NAFA as well, so I had an inside scoop and able to get Bill on uh, on this episode, so so that's nice, but it's kind of exciting. Um, one thing that is going to be kind of astray from what we do is we're not really going to be talking uh, about fleet safety the whole episode. Um, we thought Bill could come on and talk about uh, what's going on with NAFA, maybe some of the recent changes. Um, but I know Angry Phil might get on and talk a little bit about having uh, fleet safety conversations um, within our industry at, at all um, uh, fleet organization events. So, um, Phil, why don't you jump right in and, and, and get the fleet safety stuff out of the way, and then we can talk to Bill about sure. some of the changes at NAFA. So, yeah, Bill, just, just seriously, thank you for uh, coming on. I know you're very busy, and especially with the reorg, which we're going to talk about, uh, the regionalization of uh, the chapters and such. Uh, but uh, I just want to say this. So I've been involved with NAFA, I think, since 1993, because so, I'm, like, really old. Uh, but uh, I've been on um, a number of different committees, and one of them being the, 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 uh, the, the Fleet Safety Committee, uh, in NAFA. In fact, I was a chair at one point of the Fleet Safety Committee in NAFA. And I, I, I want to, maybe we can talk a little bit. I mean, I, I just like to see the, since NAFA is the largest fleet organization in the industry, you know, I'd love to see like an emphasis placed on safety, considering the amount of, uh, of, of crashes that have been occurring and the, and the number of fatalities and injuries that are occurring as a result of those crashes. Listen, I know the hot topic right now are electric vehicles, right? right? And not too many years ago, it was alternative fuels. Okay, <laughs> and that got a lot of a lot of the time. But I want to make sure that um, the industry doesn't stray away from what I I consider the most important topic, which is safety. Because okay, EV absolutely very important. We're all aware of, of what's going on with that, and uh, you know all the struggles with trying to get all that implemented. But 43,000 people died last year, you know, right. and, and that's the highest it's been in, I think, 16 years. So I, I, I'm hoping that NAFA will, you know, make sure that there's 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 time spent on, on that as well, you know, at the at the conference and uh, and even on the uh, on the local level. Right. Yeah. And I think I, to your point, there's a lot of value in what you said, and I think we need to focus on. Um, so we have a, a session coming up, the Essentials of Fleet Management Seminar, which we cover some of the elements of that in our in the risk portion of that and safety. But um, as you know, we have to be careful to not just latch on. I know our members want to talk about EV. They want to talk about supply chain issues, mm -hmm. um, 
technician shortages. Those are things that we hear you know, our members that's, talk about that's, daily. That's important. Um, right. So I we mean, try to address point. those, but I we don't want to lose the fundamentals that that really got it this year and are going to be ongoing no matter what the hot topic is of the day. Right. So I think it's very important at NAFA that we we maintain that. So I know we have safety sessions coming up at INE. We have some other safety sessions built into some of our other programs. Right. Um, and we'll and we'll talk about the regions, but hopefully right. we can build some of that out. Um, we're actually in a strategic planning year for our board this year. Um, so I would love to, you know, when we talk about things that need to be included in our strategic plan as we move forward, um, you know, see if there's a way we can kind of embed the, this safety as one of the fundamentals into that. So NAFA is is more um, focused on always hitting the important topics where we can have the biggest impact. I mean, when you talk about saving human lives, obviously that's a huge impact. So. Right. Um, so I, you know, I, I, I take your point and, and definitely hear it and, and think it is important and, and want to make sure we're not just always chasing the, the new shiny thing, the EVs or right. alternative fuels. But how, how do we stay focused <laughs> on the you know, concrete kind of foundations of, of what make the industry great? And, um, and I think safety is an important one. Yeah. And, and, and I know and, and Bob and I've had this discussion on this podcast a number of times. So, you know, so we're we're we're, we're the fleet safety geeks and you're a fleet management you know, uh, organization and it's fleet. Right. So that's their main concern of the vehicle. So I get it that, the, you know, it's uh, you know, the EVs and the, the shortage of, uh, of, right. uh, of people to, to, to work on their the vehicles and, and, and the supply chain issues. And I understand all that. But Bob has made a point a number of times like, uh, well, I'm, I'm the fleet person. I just deal with the fleet. Right. OK, but you deal with the drivers also who are driving those vehicles. So, you know, if it's if it's not your job, make it your job. So, Bob, I always love when you quote that. So I'm, I'm you know, when you say that, so I'm going to quote you on that. Uh, I just think it's uh, it, it is important. So I appreciate that, Bill, that, that NAFA is isn't losing the focus on safety. And I think yeah, that, I think there's more we can do. I mean, last year we held a, a fleet safety webinar, um, which I think you were part of. Phil. You I believe it was, yeah. Some of the content. So I think that's something we, you know, as we build in, we always have to, beyond just in, included some of the embedded content we have in our existing programs, how do we do specific safety type trainings? And right. I think, you know, as we'll get through this today, I think there's some plans we have in place to help right. build that out. Cool. Yeah, that sounds great. So when Phil brought this up um, on a different episode, um, it, it made me think, and, and Bill, we were just talking about this uh, before this podcast started, is um, like one thing my organization does, the company I work for, is before every meeting, every meeting that we have, whether it's virtual, on Teams, or in person, we do a, a safety contact, right? Because that's just part of our culture. You know, safety is, is a big part of uh, our organization. So, um even from the board of directors level, every time we meet, you know, let's just start a meeting with a safety contact. Let's just constantly always think about it. Um, and maybe, you know, as we're doing some planning, you know, how do we get that into the IE educational? How do we get right. something online or, you know, put something out there so that we remind our fleet managers who are managing vehicles also have a very, you know, important, you know, cargo inside there, which is the driver. And, and we right. do have a responsibility to keep those drivers safe. Yeah. Um, and that starts with the type of vehicle we buy, the safety uh, rating it has, any kind of safety technology. Um, but what we talk about a lot is is making sure that, you know, we have a safety policy in place, <laughs> the driver follows it, um, the appropriate part of, uh, of, you know, safety training, you know, so we can't lose sight of that as an organization. And if, if, if this podcast is reaching anybody, I hope that they all, all realize, right. you know, how important that is. So I appreciate your support behind that. 
And um, um, it'll be interesting to see as we talk about the restructuring. Um, I know that you were talking about maybe some ideas there, um, but I'm going to pull up uh, the restructuring map for our sure. new regions. If we're ready to move on to that. Sure. And it would be interesting to see, you know, if you could explain um, how the regions work, how they're going to be supported, um, what's going to happen within the regions, and if there's any kind of guidance NAFA can give um, on, on the meetings and topics and possibly even some safety topics. Absolutely. So let me pull this up sure. and we'll have this for us all to see. And if you're listening on a podcast platform, be sure to check out our YouTube channel. It will all be out there uh, for everyone to see the map that we're talking about. And if you don't watch it on YouTube, you can go to NAFA and NAFA's website and, and find this out there as well. So, all right, Bill. So, yeah. So the regional format actually came up. So as everybody know, NAFA had um, 33 chapters uh, throughout North America, Canada and the U.S. Um, and, and over the last few years, NAFA's been making an effort to change it into more of a regional format. Um, that's not to take away from uh, the existing local engagement, which um, which the chapters provided a lot of that value. But what we found is there wasn't necessarily a, uh, an even experience um, among NAFA members, depending on where they were within, um, within North America. Um, some of them did not have a local chapter or a local chapter within a reasonable different uh, distance. So they had to, you know, it was a different experience that they had than somebody who had a successful chapter. And we had a lot of areas that were very well served, had some really great volunteers, really well-run chapters. So the regional structures was not necessarily take away that local. And we're actually fairly confident we're going to maintain the local presence where we had strong local presence. But in the regional structure, um, NAFA as an organization can kind of provide some more guidance and direction um, to the regions and hopefully engage areas that weren't engaged in the past. We know we have members there that wanted to, to kind of step up and, and be part of this program. So uh, what we essentially created was, net, was the eight regions, which you can see on the map or, or go to the NAFA website to, to look at. But these regions were, um, we worked with a, a regional task force of members and chapter leaders and board members to really break this down by essentially a heat map of where our members are. Um, and each of these regions is going to be run by a volunteer group, a regional council, which um, actually we have the call for regional council members open now and um, closing soon, but we've had a huge response um, to that. So we're very excited about that. We have great candidates for that. They'll be um, selected in the next uh, month or so and start running these regions. And really the, the goal of this is that there's going to be a learning from in within the regions. So the regional councils can all uh, work the plan and, and, better collaborate within that region and see what there is to offer, um, as well as learn from each other. So if there was a really strong program in uh, Florida in the Southeast, um, and they can that regional council can kind of bring that up to the board level and the board can share that with somebody in the Northwest and say, is that something that's, that we can duplicate up there and provide that same value? Um, but how we talked about how we can also provide value is one thing NAFA is looking to do is providing essentially, a, for lack of a better term, a course catalog. So within that, we talk about fleet safety. We'd love to have a, uh, a fleet, fleet content that we can provide, that NAFA can kind of provide off the shelf. So if a region in uh, North Dakota or Arizona or Arkansas wants to run this, we'll say, here's the outline for what this fleet is, uh, fleet safety program is. Here's some potential speakers in your region that have volunteered to do this, that, that have a, you know, a passion and a knowledge of safety that they can present to. And um, and you don't really don't have to put together the program. It's almost a you know program in the box that we can provide to you. 
and fleet safety is one of those that we'd love to you know put in that program. We're putting that program in place now. Um, so hopefully the regional councils can comment on those, say these are things we want to talk about, we can select from, and they'll be able to kind of pick that off the shelf, take that. And, um, and it also allows us to, to help volunteers so it doesn't become an overwhelming, um, I guess, an overwhelming task to say, what do I need to do to create a program? Um, we'll say, here's everything you need to do to create a program. Um, NAFA staff will also get help to uh, uh, procure the venues. So we'll work with either, um, you know, uh, one of our members in the area um, who has a conference room that's saying, I'll volunteer that, or we'll work to get a contract at a local venue, whether that be a hotel or a, a convention center or some other you know type of, of place. NAFA staff will take all that on. So we're trying to take the the pressure off of the local volunteers because lo our local volunteers have a lot of knowledge that they want to share. They know they can share. They know that's needed. Um, you know, to Phil's point, we need people talking about fleet safety. So we know that's out there. Um, but it can be a pretty overwhelming task if anybody has volunteered for NAFA to say, start to finish, go figure this out and go run a program. So the whole idea of regions is that we learn the best of the best from what chapters did. We can take that. NAFA staff can take the heavy lift off of off the volunteers and let them do what they really want to do, engage and, and teach and, and spread the uh, spread knowledge around what makes the fleet industry better. Yeah, that sounds great. Um, one thing that, um, you know, I, I was a, a chapter chair for many years because <laughs> a lot of people didn't want to volunteer. And as, to your point, it's probably because there was a lot of responsibility. Hopefully this can take some of the responsibility off, make it easier for, you know, a, a, a leader of the region to, to do that. Um, but my chapter was, uh, at the time, the Michigan chapter, there was a Western Reserve chapter, which was pretty much Cleveland. And then there was the tri-state chapter. Uh, the Michigan and Western Reserve merged to join to, to create the Great Lakes chapter. But then we still had the tri-state chapter, which was most of Indiana, um, Ohio and Kentucky. Um, and then we had shared vendors. We had even one event that we uh, did together. Um, but it seemed like we were all doing the same thing right around the same area. So we just became an even larger chapter, which is pretty much everything in the blue except for Illinois and Wisconsin. Um, to become the Heartland chapter. So I think it was said that NAFA kind of used that expansion of the chapters as a model to create the regions, which is great for where we are in, in that area, part of the Midwest. Um, but I think it was creating some issues up in the Northeast where everybody is really densely populated together. Um, and there is chapters literally across a river from each other. Right. That, that, you know, really it was too difficult to travel because of, of the bridges and the tolls and the timing and the traffic, you know, so there's um, a little concern from some of the members there. Maybe it just doesn't work out the right way. But then again, to your point, you know, we had North Dakota and South Dakota and there's members there who weren't a part of anything and, and weren't getting served by any chapter and missing out on everything. So it makes sense to do this. Um, Hopefully, you know, there's going to be enough guidance and leadership um, from NAFA and the, the what do you call them? The council? The re regional councils, councils. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully they'll um, have all the education that they need to make sure that they can hold events that that kind of serve all the different members within these regions. Right. Um, is, any feedback on, on that? Uh, no, that's that's really our goal is that we we want to provide you know, the operating procedures for that council. Here's what you need to do and, and let them come up with the ideas. And then we, we as staff can really 
operationalize it. So say, here's how we can do that and make that happen. Um, and to your point about where there's really dense populations, um, our goal is that, you know, um, so for instance, New Jersey and Philadelphia chapter are separated by a river in a lot of cases. Um, can they, you know, they would still both have their events, um, but through the regional council can help coordinate it and talk to, um, you know, talk to each other to say, all right, so should we do these back-to-back days or are these, you know, is it better to do, we'll do one one month and you do one two months later and, and change it up a little bit because people that do want to travel, um, can, can go across the both of those. Um, we also had a lot of uh, the fleet suppliers um, over the years talk to us about, you know, it's hard to get to all these chapter events because there wasn't coordination. So sometimes they had to pick or choose because there was two events on the same day or two events within two days apart from each other and they couldn't get to both. Um, so that's also something that we're hoping to do. So the regional council can, can almost, you know, help to collaborate and create new events, but also help the, the, local groups, the local networking groups, which were formerly the chapters within that region, help plan to say, what's the best for our members? Is it is it one week straight of five events in a region or is it, you know, uh, every three weeks, whatever that, so that's, and that's going to be different per region too, which is why we set this up. So each regional council is going to have some autonomy of how they do it, because we understand there's regional differences um, there might even be regional content differences. So I know when we talked about this as we're building the regions, there's different types of fleets um, in some of these regions than there are in other regions. So they might want to do an educational content session, um, you know, in in North Dakota and South Dakota that might be drastically different than somebody in Texas just based on the fleets and say, hey, we have this issue with this type of fleet or, you know, the maintenance, um, some maintenance issues that are going to be different based on where they are. So those are, we want to give the regional councils enough autonomy so they can kind of run their region as they see fit, but also structured enough so it's not um, everybody's basically running it the same way as far as operationalizing what they want to do. But as far as the content and the timing and when and how things are run, that'll be left to the to the councils to decide. Bill, the one thing I've always said about NAFTA is what makes it strong is, is, is the local presence. And, and it sounds like from uh, with these regional councils that this is going to proceed. This is going to go well. And I, I, I'm really glad to hear some of the things that you're saying here. Uh, so uh, if we have regional council, it would be cool if we have, you know, members of that from various areas within that region so that not all of this, and I'll just use Philadelphia because that's where I'm from. Okay. So not all the meetings are going to be in Philadelphia. Maybe we're going to have that out in uh, Pittsburgh, or maybe we're going to have that down in Maryland and, uh, you know, that type of thing. And, and the same thing with the, you know, New Jersey, um, that, that we can have and we can coordinate those meetings then. I, I know that uh, myself and another, a number of other, uh, let's say, providers uh, in, the, in, the, in the fleet industry, we would always say we do the, uh, the holiday run. And that would be Philadelphia one day, New Jersey the next day, New England the next day, New York the next day. So it would be right. four back-to-back-to-back meetings. But that was the only time, I think, during the year that all those uh, chapters would actually coordinate their dates so that it made it a little bit easier on the on the vendors, right. and on, the, on the suppliers. So uh, having this regionalized, I think, could be um, really beneficial, you know, uh, and, and, and like you said, also to get some of the areas that don't have that representation, they'll not have that representation. And they'll be able to put some strong meetings together, I think. 
So I'm really, really glad to hear you saying that, you know, there's still going to be that local presence because that is really uh, fantastic with NAFA. I've always said over the years that that's what sets NAFA apart. Yeah, that's that's really our goal. And, and it's, it's going to give more people an opportunity to get involved and volunteer. So the regional council will be one level of this. We'll still have what we're calling local networking groups, which are going to need volunteers, which were essentially that chapter. But you've mentioned the representation on the regional council. Our goal is so each of the chapters within those regions and each of those regions, how they're split up, have had multiple successful chapters in them. That was another reason why we selected them. So there wouldn't be a region that never had a successful chapter in it. They had successful chapters. Our goal is that we have representation from those chapters on the regional council. too. So you're going to have some people that that have run successful chapters in those regions and they're going to be part of this regional planning. Um, and and it's going to constantly evolve, but we do want to also, you know, call out for you know that point. And since we talked about Philadelphia, New Jersey, I mean West Virginia, Maryland, Virginia's in there. Right. Our goal is that you know we're going to the regional council will start talking and saying you know there's nothing in West Virginia, for example. So right. we'll call out to our members in West Virginia. They'll work with some of the regional council and say, hey, we'd like to hold an event you know, in West Virginia right. on fleet safety. And it might not be as big of an event in Philadelphia, but if we can get 10 fleet managers in West Virginia that never got together before, you know, that's part of what this regional structure is supposed right. to do. It's Support that effort. That yep. Absolutely. Uh, this sounds great. I, and, and, and I know there've been a lot of questions, so really appreciate you coming on here and like clarifying even more. Right? And, and I know you've been on the tour, Bill. <laughs> I know you've been yes. running and going to, because I did see you at uh, some chapter meetings and uh, yeah. and, and you're out right. there passing the word around. And uh, so thanks again for uh, sure. taking the time to spend with us. That's you. what I told Bob on the safe. That was when I worried about my safety at times. So that tied to safety. <laughs> into this. But, and I understand. Yeah. I mean, I definitely understand that. I, I appreciate the passion. I mean, there was a lot of people that have been involved in chapters and, you know, and, and felt that this was, you know, something that was, yeah, and the same thing you just said that this is going to take away a local presence. That was never the intent with this, although, you know, and and maybe that was early messaging, and we've tried to improve that messaging. But this is really around the creating a one NAFA, um, but not taking away the local presence, but creating one NAFA that's a much more constant local presence and adding that NAFA into other areas that never had that local presence. Right. So we weren't getting rid of chapters; we we're trying to build on the success of chapters. Great, fantastic. Yeah, Bill, maybe you can talk um, after. I make a comment here about um, membership within NAFA and how well that's going right now um, post COVID. But um, the, the passion that comes from these chapters is, is, is strong. Um, that's how I got started in NAFA. That's how I got started in any kind of leadership within NAFA and why I'm sitting on the board today. Um, it started at the local chapter level. Um, that was my networking group. Everybody in my region was kind of working on the same things. Anytime I had a question, I could reach out to them. For some people that go to the chapter meetings and now the regional meetings are involved within the regions, um, maybe they can't go to the national meeting in IE. They don't have the travel budget. They don't have the time. Maybe they're, um, you know, just not able to do it with with you know the type of fleet that they're running. And um, this is all they have. So it'll be nice that it's represented by national NAFA, uh, supported by it. Um, but I see that there's a lot of Canada on here, too. Mm -hmm. So Canada does have members um, within NAFA. It's not just a, a, a United States organization. So that's kind of nice. Um, but it, it's kind of hard to, to see somebody way up in that northern area. I don't think we have any fleets up there. Um, but, you know, being a part of uh, Iowa, <laughs> you know, so it's kind of weird to see how big these uh, regions go. 
But we do have a number of fleets in Canada, don't we, that that participate with NAFA? Do you have we a do. We have we're right now we're about 10, 10% of our membership is is Canadian membership. Oh, so that's great. Yeah. Um, and we had uh, we we had three existing chapters um, in in Canada. So we had a, a Western Can Western Canadian chapter, an Ontario chapter, and a Quebec chapter um, that were all fairly active. Um, so we you know we're, we're roughly a th- uh, little over three hundred members of in Canada. Um, so, so we definitely represent that. And we think there, there are some, you know, uh, more opportunities to, to get people involved. And, and I know some of our Canadian members are talking, whereas maybe, you know, we can't, to your point, we can't necessarily take I and E to Canada, but is there a way for now that there's, this is regionalized for the regional councils and those groups in Canada to create a, you know, a, a, a mini I and E or some type of a right. conference type of there that they can build on for, for Canada. Um, and look at that and say, what's, you know, what's needed? How do we do that? So that's, that's something we're looking at, you know, in this regional structure, we're hoping that we can evolve and start serving, serving some of the Canadian members, not that we didn't serve them before, but is there ways for them even to, to build things up? Um, and there's benefits for, that go beyond that even too, from, you know, um, advocacy type of thing. So, you know, Canadian members can now you know, make us aware in areas of, you know, of, legislative changes that so we can update Canadian members about things like that. So those are all benefits that we're hoping to build on. But yeah, we have quite a few Canadian members. And again, a lot of those areas look really big, but there's not a lot of people there. Right, so. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to stop sharing my speech on my screen, but let's keep talking about um, NAFA and its membership. Um, COVID had a big hit on NAFA, didn't it? And, you know, certainly we couldn't meet um, at the INE conference, um, we tried the virtual, and there was some attendance there. But right. what did it do to to membership, and and how we how do we look today? Sure. So for uh, for a while, so NAFA was around three thousand members pre COVID, um, and we you know we took a, a huge hit in twenty twenty, even twenty twenty one as as things built back. So we dropped down to almost uh, you know twenty two hundred members. I think at our lowest, a little over twenty one fifty. So we had lost almost a third of our membership. Um, we are back now at, at just under 3,000. I think as of yesterday, we're at around 2,900. So we're just under 3,000 members back. Um, we're seeing you know, a lot of, uh, we started what we're calling kind of an organizational membership. Doesn't mean there's a company membership, but it, it was a way for companies to get more people involved. So it's, you know, you sign up more people, there's some discounts of dues involved. And um, this year, end of last year and this year, we're seeing a lot more organizations come back and also signing up additional people um, as companies realize, you know, this, as we talked about some labor shortage and thing, I think they're starting to get, they want to get more people involved in their organization that weren't the traditional NAFA members. So there's some people that we're seeing, you know, from the finance side, operation side, um, more of even the maintenance technicians now getting signed up as NAFA membership, which is great. Um, and they see that as a way to, you know, to help keep them informed, trained, and, and a benefit for them to stay involved and engaged. Um, so when we talked about earlier, it's great if NAFA can start getting content out there to all these groups, because there's some groups that weren't to traditional fleet managers, you know, individuals weren't traditional fleet managers that now signed up as NAFA members um, through their organization. So um, so we're growing. We're definitely seeing it coming back. And now that, you know, I&E, we, we've held two INE since COVID, although you know, one was kind of a late 2021, which was a, I'll say a hybrid COVID type of uh, INE. And then last year we tried to get back, but again, it was right in the, just when things were getting back. But this year we're seeing some really good, you know, registration numbers leading up to, to April this year in Baltimore. Um, 
so we between that and the membership growing, I mean, we feel pretty positive for where where NAF is going right now. Oh, that's great. Well, it, was, cool. it was a dark um, time for a while. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. for a lot of you people. Know, I, yeah. <laughs> for a it lot was really dark. People. Yes, yeah. a lot of people was dark, and we and we suffered. It. You know, we went through it. But I mean, it was. I mean, and Bob, Bob, you, you mentioned you were on the board. But I mean, I think it was good. It was a good time for NAFA to evaluate. Um, so we didn't necessarily rest on rest on our laurels and kind of say what what does NAFA need to do to evolve and serve what will be the new fleet industry coming out. So I think that that was an important time too. Yeah. 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 In fact, we had our strategic planning session, um, canceled and right. I think we did that, um, uh, virtual. Um, I didn't have a place set up in my house at the time. I was in my son's bedroom. He was in one half doing a online school and I was in the other half yeah. and he had set up a little Lego, uh, uh, scene for me. And every day that I worked there, it was a new scene, but that certainly wasn't the type of uh, setting that I thought that we'd, we'd have for a strategic planning session, but, but we got through it and right. it was, um, uh, I thought it was very productive. It was a good way to do that. Um, everybody, you know, uses Teams and Zoom now. So, you know, we're very, very familiar with that. That was uh, kind of the first time that I had done that outside of an organization that I worked for. So it was kind of neat to see how it's evolved and how we still rely on it heavily today. So that's good. Um, but I still think in-person is is definitely more valuable than than virtual. Um, you don't get the same kind of networking. So I'm really glad I and E's back and I hope everybody has a chance to go to it. I went to the first one that was back. It was in Pittsburgh, I think. Pittsburgh. That was yeah. the hybrid yeah. one. Yeah. yeah. Um, not great attend attendance. I think there was a virtual one after it. I don't think we it was did. at the same time. Um, and I think that there was, you know, members that that chose to do that one. Um, but Indianapolis was good, right? What, what was the last one? Columbus. 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 That's right. Yeah. 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 Um, Columbus. Oh, yeah. I used to live there. And <laughs> I got to say, Columbus has grown. It's boomed. Uh, that was actually a really good I &E. Very good I &E. yeah. yeah, I like that one. But looking forward to Baltimore and hopefully other um, members can uh, uh, get out and do this one. Um, what What else can we talk about? Uh, what else do you have to, to say about, about NAFA? Anything that there's uh, our members need to know? Yeah, I think the one thing that we that we've seen, which has has been great, because we've you know we built the online communities, which you know gives people a chance to engage. Um, because of we haven't had a chance to meet, and some of the you know committees didn't meet, and then so you know, I mean the regional council we already talked about that's going to get more people an opportunity to volunteer. We've seen a, a big uptick in volunteers. Um, things as you know as simple as reviewing content for us is this still relevant? What do we need to update? So um, we're seeing more and more of our members stepping up to say, I want to volunteer. And in, in a lot of cases we're, we're calling it, you know, terming it micro volunteering, which I hate to use like catchphrases, but, but people are more willing to say, Hey, you know, I'm, if, if you give me a, you know, you need me for 90 days to look at this content. Um, and it's been great because we've, we've engaged with, I've been at NAFA now six years. Um, and I've, you know, heard and talked to members that, you know, I've, I've never spoke to before. So, Definitely, the one thing I've found is over this time we have more members that seem they're willing to to give their time and, and expertise, which has been great. And you know, not even in long term volunteer roles, but but just you know, giving us some insights on things that help make NAFA better. So that's something we hope continues, and hope this regional um, council format and the regional NAFA helps to to build some things out like that, and we can engage in even more people that we you know haven't heard from in the past. So. 
that's exciting on my part when you start hearing from your members and they're saying, I want to, I want to give back. So that, that's been great. If I can, Bill, um, anybody watching this, uh, if you haven't volunteered for NAFA, volunteer, you'll get more out of it than you'll give. Uh, uh, I'll just say that because I, I know I have, uh, I, I, I gain, you know, um, just the, well, the networking and all of that, but I mean, you just, you just gain knowledge and I've never seen an industry and I've said this a million times also, I've never seen an industry where people are so willing to share, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're just helpful. So if you, if you haven't volunteered yet for NAFA, you should, you know, take the plunge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Billy said it's a community and, and it is a great community. Uh, a lot of great people do volunteer. Um, a lot of opportunities. I'm sure you can, you know, put anybody to use that reaches out to you and says, Hey, can I do something to help out? Um, yeah. I'm sure Tina could use it with uh, any of the I and E planning. Of course, I don't want anybody to get in their way either. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, we just opened up. Um, so this is a request that came from. So we actually just opened up a writers pool. So we have our our Fleet Solutions magazine, and um, the editorial committee that's been they got together and they say, wouldn't it be great? And so we actually just open up if people are interested in writing, um, and we have editors to clean. So you don't even have to be a, you know. We'll we'll clean it up for you. But if you have ideas you want to write about, you know, submit that as you want to be a writer, and and we can leverage you that way. Um, so I mean, that could be as little as you know an hour volunteer. But there, we're trying to do more and more of that to say if you want to reach out, we'll find the place for you. We have stuff for you to do. Cool. Yeah, no, that's great. We'll we'll get everybody on the Fleet Safety Geeks podcast and then tell them about NAFA, and we'll get them out there to help out. Yeah, great. <laughs> Sounds good. All right. Well, we try and keep these to about half an hour. We're at the half hour limit. Um, I don't know if we have any closing comments or anything you want to uh, add on, Phil. Or Well, Bill, there's just one thing I know that you you do live in Jersey, correct? I live right over the border in Pennsylvania. Oh, OK. Um, so uh, yeah. so I got to ask what your, where your NFL allegiance is. So um, I'm more of a, a Philly person. OK, OK. All right. Yeah. Well, then, then yeah. we will definitely then put yeah. this uh, podcast out to air because you know, the Phillies or the Eagles are playing the Giants this week. Yeah. There. So, uh, uh, yeah, if yeah. you had said Giants, uh, Bill, this thing was going to get axed. I just no, no, I've grown up, yeah, I've grown up, a, I've, I've grown up a Philadelphia sports fan. So, yeah, there's I, definitely, a, yeah, I knew I liked you for a reason. Bill. Yeah, so, yeah, no, no, there's, uh -huh. a, I'm, I'm trying to be polite and not say there's a dislike for New York teams, but yeah, no, I've grown well, up a listen, yeah, we won't say anything about Dallas. So, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. we'll just glaze right. right over that one, right? Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I thought it was about to get ugly there. <laughs> no. But but Phil, I did see an NFL meme, which I thought was funny. And it said, in the NFL's infinite wisdom, they put the Phillies playoff game on a Saturday night. Or the Eagles playoff game get, on Saturday yeah. night at 8.15, yeah. Yeah, so, that uh, Eagles, right. In Philadelphia, I'm sure there'll be no tailgating going on beforehand. Yeah. Please don't yeah. drive drunk. Okay, there's my safety <laughs> message. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah. I didn't mean to say Phillies. I'd say the Eagles, but the Eagles, um, it yeah. was it, it was funny that it's like, oh, just to give them twelve full hours of drinking before the game. <laughs> yeah, because they they don't they're not loud, rowdy enough, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Let's hope there's a lot of Ubers running that exactly. night. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Well, with that, Bill, thank you so much for taking the time coming on the Fleet Safety Geeks podcast, talking about uh, NAFA, uh, its membership, and the new regions. Um, I think that's going to be very helpful for some of our listeners. Um, feel free to support this and use this as a, a tool to, to get other people to be aware of it. And uh, with that, uh, have a great weekend, and thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks thank again, you. Bill. Take care. Thank you. We'll see you. Right. Bye.